Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Ooh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in Christmas Eve. Eve is here. I hope all of you are having fantastic Thursdays, wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. I am in solo today. Buck was in on Monday and Tuesday. I was in yesterday and today, tomorrow. We will be off into uh, the, uh, the, the the Christmas holiday season and into the new year. And we will have Michael Berry from our Houston affiliate, who does a fantastic job. He will be in to uh, bring all the latest news to you guys from uh, Christmas Eve into the new year. And then Buck and I will be back right after the beginning of the year. So you guys are aware of what's going on there. Buck is down soon to be down in the free state of Florida. I believe I will be spending more time in Florida during the holiday season as well. It's already down in Key West. I think I'll be up on the panhandle between Destin and uh, Destin and Panama City Beach. People tell me don't talk about how awesome it is on 30A because it just keeps getting more and more crowded down there. Uh, but we spend a lot of time in uh, Rosemary Beach and Alice Beach, which is absolutely fantastic. Easy drive for people from Nashville, Atlanta, Birmingham, Used to be called the Redneck Riviera. Now I'm kind of calling it the Hamptons of the South. Uh, people have a little bit more money to spend, and it is pretty fantastic. I think the best beaches in the continental United States, but don't go there. We're full. Uh, and we have got a lot to uh, to roll through today. Let me give you a little bit of a roadmap. We're going to be joined by Eric Schmidt, who is the Attorney General of Missouri and has been one of the foremost proponents in fighting COVID regulations. We'll also be joined by Alex Berenson, uh, his book out, Pandemia. He is also now suing Twitter after Twitter banned him for sharing inconvenient truths surrounding COVID and the outbreak there. So we got a bunch of different stories that I want to hit right off the top here and update you with the most significant, in my mind, stories that exist right now. We're also going to have a fun show because it is Christmas Eve Eve and the final show for either Buck or I before we move into the new year. So buckle up. We're going to have some fun. Uh, we'll even be soliciting directly your calls on a variety of different topics. But want to start here. The Supreme Court 
is going to hear two different challenges to Joe Biden's attempted COVID vaccine mandate. Uh, This is going to be a big deal. I believe it is significant that the Supreme Court has agreed to hear these cases. Now, I understand that a lot of you don't follow uh, many Supreme Court cases necessarily on an aggressive uh, timeline like I might or other people who are interested in particular aspects of cases. But let me sort of give you a read of why I think it's significant that the Supreme Court has agreed to hear both of these cases in early January. Um, What we had going on is, so without diving into the incredibly complex nature of procedural posture in courts, circuit courts on a federal level are the highest level courts beneath the Supreme Court. And so depending on what state you're in, for instance, I'm in Tennessee. I am a licensed attorney in Tennessee. We're a part of the Sixth Circuit. It involves us multiple different states are in the Sixth Circuit. Southern Texas, Louisiana, other states are in the Fifth Circuit. Well, the COVID vaccine mandates have made it to the circuit court level in the Fifth Circuit. And the Fifth Circuit ruling came out and said, we don't agree with Joe Biden's ability to implement these COVID vaccine mandates through OSHA for all employers with 100 or more people. We believe that he has uh, overreached constitutionally and he does not have the authority to mandate this as a president under a regulatory agency like OSHA. The Sixth Circuit, not the full Sixth Circuit, just a three judge panel of the Sixth Circuit, disagreed with that Fifth Circuit opinion, and by a two-to-one judge verdict, they put back in place and said Joe Biden does have, right now, uh, the constitutional authority to implement this mandate. So where we are left now is the Supreme Court has come in and taken these conflicting circuit court opinions and said we are going to determine what the law is as it pertains to Joe Biden's vaccine mandates and i believe it is a really good sign that the supreme court has taken these cases i think it is very likely that they are going to follow the same sort of rubric that they did in the cases surrounding do you remember when the cdc was putting in place the eviction moratorium and the supreme court said no this extends beyond where the cdc's powers lie The regulatory agency is not able to have that expansive of an authority. And uh, and so they struck it down. And they also cited the fact that there would have been more legitimacy for that CDC decision if instead of it coming directly from the CDC by itself, if Congress had also authorized that uh, that mandate. And so why I think this is significant is and I kind of touched on this a bit in the past couple of weeks when the United States Senate voted 52 to 48 against Joe Biden's vaccine mandate. There now not only are United States courts that are saying this is unconstitutional under OSHA to attempt to do it. There now is a legislative body in the Senate that has said we reject Joe Biden's ability to implement this federal vaccine mandate for employers of over 100 employees. And so I believe this is really significant. I think if you read the tea leaves here, the Supreme Court is going to strike down Joe Biden's vaccine mandate. Now, 
so far the Supreme Court has been more lenient when it comes to state and local regulations that are implemented by governors or mayors and uh, and or even universities. But I think the federal vaccine mandate being implemented under OSHA is going to be struck down. This is a significant detail that they have taken up this case. Uh, one way to think about it is, given the Sixth Circuit ruling, which was governing at the time, if the Supreme Court had not taken up this case, then the Sixth Circuit ruling as the highest court in the land that had ruled in that scenario would have continued to govern. A lot of times when courts take circuit court opinions and decide to rule upon them, they are inclined to overturn what the circuit court has done. Not to mention you have a split in circuit court authority where the Sixth Circuit said one thing, the Fifth Circuit said another. The Supreme Court effectively as the supreme law of the land likely feels a necessity of coming up with a rule and a policy and an opinion that can govern the entire country. So I wanted to mention that that is going on, that that is significant. Uh, Also, Omicron, the data that is coming out of Scotland, South Africa, England as well, is suggesting that it is not as dangerous as the Delta variant. This is really good news. For those of you out there who are uh, traveling for the holiday season, who have relatives that you might be concerned about, it appears that Omicron is more contagious but less dangerous than the Delta version of the COVID uh, virus that has been spreading since the summer widely in the United States. This could mean that the variants and the mutations in COVID are actually working in our favor. You hear a lot about, oh my goodness, this is really dangerous. If you're not vaccinated, there's going to be more mutations. There's going to be more variants that come out. What usually happens, what often happens, based on my study, is that these viruses mutate and, uh, and, and add new variations that tend to be less virulent as opposed to more virulent. And so now there's another hypothesis out there that one reason Omicron is not as dangerous is because we've got so much natural immunity and so many people vaccinated now. But the data reflects that hospitalizations, despite the number of people that might be infected with Omicron, and it has rapidly become the prevalent strain in the United States, it is replacing Delta, which is a more dangerous version of covid then it appears Omicron is going to be. So if you want some positive news rolling into the holidays, you're probably not going to hear a great deal of discussion about because everybody tends to focus on all of the negative and all of the danger as opposed to some positives. There are actually two really positive storylines out there uh, about COVID. One of them is that there now is a pill from Pfizer, which is going to be rapidly distributed and disseminated across the United States and around the world, which has a substantial impact after you've already gotten COVID in terms of helping to keep you out of the hospital. The other one is, again, data can change, and we'll talk about this with Alex Berenson in the third hour of the show, but data out of South Africa, data out of Scotland, and data out of England suggests that while Omicron may be more virulent, that is, it may spread easily, that it is actually far less dangerous to most people than the Delta version of COVID is, which would mean, theoretically, that this could be 
really kind of fantastic in terms of helping to spread herd immunity even more far, even further than it already is, while also simultaneously spreading it with a version of the virus that's far less likely to cause significant issues for the larger population, both in America and around the world. Again, those are early studies out of South Africa, out of England, out of Scotland, but they're all three telling the exact same story, which is Omicron spreads easier, but is actually less dangerous to everyone than the Delta version was. And now that Omicron has become the predominant strain of covid in this country it would suggest that as we move through the holiday season there are going to be a lot of people who don't feel well in not a significant way get sniffles get uh get a uh get just get it run down a little bit but actually that could be very helpful towards finally declaring to a large extent independence from covid even for left-wing mask wearing idiots who have not looked at the data so all that is going on when we come back I want to hit you with Joe Biden. He was asked last night about whether he was going to run for president in 2024 and what he thought about running against Donald Trump again. We will discuss that. Also, Kamala Harris, she is upset with the media coverage that she is receiving. She says that she's being treated unfairly because she is a black woman, and that is why the media coverage has been so negative on her. Probably would be interesting to uh, a lot of white men, Mike Pence maybe, Sarah Palin, white woman, who could have or uh, were vice president and got absolutely savaged, not to mention Donald Trump's a white guy, probably the worst media coverage in the history of the United States. I don't think his race necessarily protected him there or his sex, but maybe Kamala Harris is right. Maybe she's being treated so poorly because she's a black woman. We'll talk about that as well. Loaded show for all of you. Appreciate you hanging out. I want to tell you, in the new year, will you be one of many giving your household budget some extra thought? Are there ways to save money, like reducing your mortgage payments? I got to tell you, no matter how many times we tell you, there's still a lot of people out there that don't actually check to see how much money you could be saving, either with a new mortgage or by refining. There's money to be saved, not just a small amount of money either, up to $1,000 a month, maybe $12,000 a year. How much difference could that make in your life? Only takes 10 minutes. How do you do it? Well, you can call American Financing at 800-777-8109. I want you to get your phones in your hand right now. Great holiday, great Christmas, great New Year's gift you can give to your family, saving $12,000 in a year. Again, I want you to call 800-777-8109. That's 800-777-8109. You can also visit AmericanFinancing.net, NMLS 182334, NMLSConsumerAccess.org. Clay and Buck, inspired by Rush, the next generation, because it's just too important on the EIB Network. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. 
Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. I am Clay Travis. He is Buck Sexton, but he is usually here with me. But right now, he is out for the holidays, as I will be after today's show. Cannot wait. Uh, we got Joe Biden. Asked about whether he's going to run in 2024 or not by David Muir of ABC News in last night's, uh, last night's sit down that they aired and also about whether he would like to run against Donald Trump. This is what Biden had to say. You said you would absolutely serve eight years if elected. Do you plan to run for reelection? Yes. But look, I'm a great respecter of fate. Fate has intervened in my life many, many times. If I'm in the health I'm in now, if I'm in good health, then, in fact, I would run again. And if that means a rematch against Donald Trump? You're trying to tempt me now. <laughs> sure. Why would I not run against Donald Trump or even the nominee? That would increase the prospect of running. So Biden says he would welcome a uh, competition again in 2024 against Donald Trump. Now, there's lots of things that can happen between now and 2024. And I'm going to talk about Kamala Harris and the difficulty that she potentially adds to this equation in the next segment. But if you start to break this down, I I think it's such an incredibly fascinating situation that we're going to find ourselves in. Obviously, the midterms have to happen first. And if you read the tea leaves, if you look at all the polling data, if you analyze even the number of Democratic congressmen and women who are deciding not to run again, it's virtually, I, I, I should knock on wood here because there's still a long time to go, but it's virtually impossible for me to see how the Republicans don't end up winning back the House. Something truly cataclysmic probably would have to happen in order to upset that because the House is so tight. Now, the Senate is a bit more complicated. There are a lot of moving parts. I do think the Republicans will take back the Senate as well, but that's 2022. As you look forward, as soon as we get the results from 2022, and probably even a little bit before that, but certainly by the time you get that, you will have a lot of people start to announce officially that they are running for president early in 2023. 
to get ready for the primary season, which begins in 2024 for who the nominee is going to be. And the first question that I have is not even directly attributable to the Biden side, because I think it's increasingly likely that Democrats recognize that they're in a tough spot associated with Kamala and whether she could actually be the standard bearer for the Democratic Party. And so they're going to try to drag Joe Biden across the finish line, as I've been saying, weekend in Bernie's two style. And that's going to be the Democratic play, because I think they're so desperate and recognize how weak their bench is outside of Joe Biden, that they're going to do whatever they can to ride the power of incumbency to try to argue that Biden has done a good job, even though the evidence obviously reflects that he is not. Maybe he could even be helped a bit by a Republican Senate and a Republican House, which would require him theoretically to be more moderate. Because remember, Bill Clinton got absolutely destroyed in 1994 and Barack Obama got absolutely destroyed in 2010. And both of those guys found ways in 96 and in 2012 to be reelected. Partly that's a function of having to get more moderate. So Biden would potentially have that option. When we come back, I want to talk about this because I think it's a big question and a bigger question than even what the Democrats are going to do. What's going to happen on the Republican side? Ted Cruz hinted in an interview recently that he was really interested in running in 2024. We know that Chris Christie, for instance, is going to run and there'll be somebody who hates Trump like Liz Cheney that will try to run and get smoked. But what's going to happen with Trump and how many people, if Trump decides to run, would actually be willing to step in the ring against him? What would that potential primary campaign look like? We'll talk about that a little bit more here in a moment when we come back. But I want you in the meantime to celebrate the year's ending with comfort from Tommy John. Jump on great deals, new underwear, loungewear, and pajamas from Tommy John because when you start your day wearing Tommy John, you're that much more comfortable so you can do everything better. With over 17 million pairs sold and thousands of five-star reviews, people love their Tommy Johns. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics, and Buck and I are proudly two of those fanatics. Plus, Tommy John is backed by the best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee. You get 20% off your first order right now at TommyJohn.com slash Clay. That's TommyJohn.com slash Clay. 20% off TommyJohn.com slash Clay. See site for details. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. It is Christmas Eve Eve, our final show of the year. We're going to have Michael Berry in for Christmas Eve, and then for next week, staff, Buck, and myself will be out. We'll be right back for the beginning of the year. You know how sometimes the end of a year is a good time for reflection, to think about what was, but also what's coming. And with the David Muir interview that he did with Joe Biden, where Joe Biden effectively said, hey, uh, I'd love to run against Trump again, assuming that I have good health. And by the way, the idea that Joe Biden is in good health right now, maybe of all the crazy lies that they're telling, the biggest lie, uh, because we've got a couple of cuts that we'll play during the course of, uh, of, of this show that just further demonstrate that Joe Biden isn't at the peak, to the extent that the peak was very high in the first place, of his intellectual capacity 
nowhere near it. And with the stress and the overwhelming nature of being president, his performance is likely to decline precipitously, unfortunately, over the next few years. So I don't really think his mental faculties or even his health matter that much. Democrats are going to do whatever they can to retain power because Biden is a Trojan horse candidate. They're able to get inside the wall with him and then undertake anything. They're my uh, high, uh, college Iliad teacher is going to be really impressed with uh, with that analogy. But let's kind of break this down in general. Biden, the idea was when he ran in 2020, implicit was I'm only going to be a one term guy. Because Joe Biden was 78 at election, he's going to be 82 when he's running in 2024. And the idea was, first of all, Biden told us, I'm going to pick a woman. Remember that? It doesn't get discussed very much. But he said right out of the gate, I'm limiting who my vice presidential candidate is going to be. Only women are in play. And really, it ultimately came down that it was only minority women that were in play. And he picked Kamala Harris. And the idea, and I think I thought it, I think a lot of you out there probably thought it was, this was an opportunity for Joe Biden to pass the proverbial baton to Kamala Harris. Maybe he would even step down before his term was even over and allow her to potentially run as an incumbent. At worst, he would not run for re-election and Kamala Harris would be the Democratic standard bearer. Well, she has been so bad. She has been such a disaster as vice president. Remember, she dropped out of the Democratic primaries before there was even a vote taken, and she was polling at virtually zero because Democrats didn't like her either. And now she's saying, well, here's the deal. Here's the deal. The reason why my... This told the New York Times this. New York Times is a big profile. You know, the Washington Post had a big profile that, that nailed her. CNN had a big profile that, that absolutely walloped her. And now the New York Times has a profile. And her defense is, the reason why the media is being so tough on me is because I'm a black woman. That's all she's got. Now, of course, the reality is, Kamala Harris got the vice presidential nod in the first place because she's a black woman. So she's able to use her race and gender to get to the vice presidency, a heartbeat away from the presidency. But as soon as anybody criticizes her, she says, oh, the reason I'm getting criticized because I'm a black woman. Well, I would be certainly, I would imagine, pretty entertaining to Donald Trump. Because Kamala Harris said, well, if I were a white guy, I wouldn't be getting anywhere near the same amount of criticism. Donald Trump's a white guy, and he's the most criticized president in any of our lives. Nobody has gotten worse media than Donald Trump did. That is true across the board. Even if you're a diehard partisan Democrat, you would have to say, yeah, you know what? Nobody ever got savaged like Donald Trump did. The media had a field day. The Washington Flippin' Post put at the top of their newspaper, democracy dies in darkness when Donald Trump was elected. The New York Times put their entire uh, franchise, their entire existence as a newspaper behind the subscription model, and the subscription model was fundamentally funded by we're going to attack Donald Trump as a part of the resistance. MSNBC, CNN, their entire reason for existence was to attack Donald Trump. So pardon me when Kamala Harris says the media is being really tough on me because I'm a black woman. That ain't true. Okay. It's not remotely accurate. 
The media, first of all, isn't even being that hard on you because the media is never that hard on Democrats in a general context. But you are saying and doing stupid things that allow yourself to be ridiculed. Lester Holt was there to do a soft focus interview with you and you claim that you had been to the border, which wasn't true, and he had to correct you on it. Charlemagne the God was there to do a soft interview on you, and you lost your mind when he asked whether Joe Manchin or Joe Biden was the president of the United States. The Wall Street Journal was there, and they were doing a profile on you, and the whole story of the Wall Street Journal profile was that you and Joe Biden hadn't talked about whether you were going to run together in 2024. You create. Remember when she did all the press conference down in Central America? When she made the trip down there to try to figure out? Remember how many times she used the phrase root causes? Kamala Harris has created virtually every aspect of her negative publicity by being incompetent, by being artificial, by being not very well versed in the questions that she's going to be asked, even when they're readily uh, uh, predictable. And and she wasn't very likable when she was actually running for president, and Democrats got a chance to watch her too. It isn't a story that the media is being tough on her. It's that Democrats, Republicans, independents, and the media, all when they are confronted by Kamala Harris, come away profoundly unimpressed by her and her race and her gender if anything actually helps her because people are afraid that if they're too critical of kamala harris they'll get called racist they'll get called sexist that's the reality the 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 race and the gender far from being a method of attack is actually a shield for kamala harris because so many people in media and elsewhere, are afraid of being called racist and sexist if they actually attack Kamala Harris. But her failure as vice president has made 2024 far more interesting. Right now, if I were betting, I would say that 2024 is likely to be a rematch between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. And I believe Donald Trump would win that election. I think there are a lot of people who uh, are, are really frustrated with Joe Biden I think that's particularly pronounced in states like Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Arizona, Georgia, that were close in 2020, that I believe that Trump would win now in 2024. And I think Trump could flip Nevada. I think he could flip New Mexico. I think there are multiple states out there that were relatively close that Trump almost won in 2020 that would swing back to Trump in 2024. But the really interesting question here to me is not will Biden try to get dragged across the finish line as we look forward and finish off 2021. It's this angle of the debate. Is there someone out there that is a top candidate that will challenge Donald Trump? Or are we going to see Trump against Chris Christie and Liz Cheney and that ilk such that Trump is the default nominee for the Republican Party no matter what? And... What does the larger Republican Party want? Do we want a coronation or do we want another battle? Remember, there were 17 or 19 or whatever the heck there were Republican candidates when Donald Trump became the nominee 
are we going to see something somewhat similar? Ron DeSantis get in, Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, or will they all step back, allow Trump to run again, and wait for 2028? It's an interesting question. Uh, We'll talk about that a little bit more as well. We're going to talk with Eric Schmidt, uh, the Attorney General of uh, Missouri, top of the next hour. Also, Alex Berenson will join us top of the third hour. In the meantime... New cell phones are special Christmas gifts. You guys know that. you got great opportunities right now at Pure Talk. They have iPhones at great prices. iPhone 12s for $479, as well as the iPhone 13s. And it's also a great opportunity to save your family some money. You can save $50 or more every month, up to $800 for a family, by switching your cell phone service to Pure Talk. Whether you're with AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, you're spending too much. I'm a customer of Pure Talk. I love it. I use my phone all the time. Uh, you can make the switch right now with Pure Talk's 30-day risk-free guarantee. Nothing to lose. Unlimited talk, text, six gigs of data for just $30 a year. How do you get hooked up $30 a month right now? It is an incredible offer. Unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data. What an incredible offer. How do you get signed up right now? From your cell phone, dial pound 250, say Pure Talk, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Plus, you can save on those brand new phones as well. That's pound 250, say Pure Talk, with your phones right now, save yourself a bundle by dialing pound 250 and saying Pure Talk. Some restrictions apply. Call for details. Classes are back in session here at the Institute of Advanced Conservative Studies. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. A brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before. Tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us on Christmas Eve Eve for what will be the final show of the year. Going to take a couple of your calls here at 1-800-282-2882. We'll try to take some of your calls each hour going forward to finish off. want to thank you, as always, for all the support you guys have shown for Buck and I. No, 2021 has been a challenging year for a lot of people out there. It has been. twenty. Basically, the last 18 months have felt like they were 10 or 12 years, I know, for a lot of people based on all the things that are at stake there. The reason, by the way, that I think the Biden administration is going to try to run again is I think they're terrified of Kamala Harris being the nominee in 24. Because Trump or any other Republican, I believe, would absolutely destroy her. I think Democrats know that. But I think Democrats also know that they've painted themselves into a corner. Because if Kamala Harris, the sitting vice president, is not the nominee as soon as there is no longer a sitting president, then it's going to be racist and sexist of the Democratic Party and their allies in the media that Kamala Harris isn't the choice. So unless they can find another minority woman who is a better political candidate than Kamala Harris, and by the way, they would love for that person to be Stacey Abrams, that's why she's running in Georgia in 2022. If she wins that Georgia governor's election, she is going to run for president. I really think this. She's going to run for president in 2024 if Joe Biden's not running. And if it's Kamala Harris versus Stacey Abrams in a battle for the nomination, Democrats have an excuse not to pick Kamala Harris. They could go with Stacey Abrams. Is Stacey Abrams more likable and more electable than Kamala Harris? I don't know. We really haven't seen Stacey Abrams on the national stage, but that's why she's running and uh, potentially as governor in 2022. Even if she loses, she may run for president. Because if she loses, she's probably going to do the same thing that she did when she lost in 2018 and say the reason why she lost, even though she lost by 50,000 votes, and even though it wasn't particularly close, she's going to say is because of voter suppression. That's the angle she's going to play. Now, she never conceded. And she's become a Democratic heavyweight. That's how you can tell the hypocrisy of this whole electoral integrity argument. Stacey Abrams is considered a patron saint of the Democratic Party right now. She never conceded and blamed the fact that the the race was not fair when she lost in Georgia in 2018. And keep in mind, Stacey Abrams lost the state of Georgia by more votes than Donald Trump lost the presidency by in 2020. You change the Trump based on the numbers, and I understand people out there can have their own uh, issues with the tally and the numbers and everything else, but based on the final numbers, Donald Trump lost the 2020 presidential election by around 40,000 votes. If he had won Wisconsin, lost by around 20,000, if he had won Arizona, lost by around 10. And if he had won Georgia, lost by around 10. It would have been a 269 to 269 tie in the Electoral College. And the House of Representatives would have voted and Trump would be your president right now. 40,000 votes. Even with all of the changes for COVID. 
even with all of the mass insanity surrounding the way that we voted in 2020. 40,000 votes. Stacey Abrams lost the state of Georgia by more votes than that. She never conceded, and she became a Democratic Party stalwart. In fact, she said everything wasn't fair and that the race was rigged, and she is one of the faces of the Democratic Party right now. That's how you know this whole push for electoral integrity is really just about trying to win in 2022 and 2024, not because questioning the legitimacy of an election actually undermines the democratic process. Because if that were true, Democrats spent Donald Trump's entire presidency ripping the legitimacy of his election in 2016 and arguing it was predicated on Russia influence and collusion, the big lie that they told there. And they also elevated in 2018 Stacey Abrams far above where she otherwise would have been after she lost in that election cycle to Brian Kemp in Georgia. Uh, David in Minneapolis, I believe, has something that he wants to uh, to weigh in on. Let me get at least one question in here before we finish off the first hour. Yeah, Clay, you, you know, you made the comment earlier that um, only a cataclysmic event would prevent the Republicans from winning back Congress. Well, every, the Democrats are going to stack the court and to think otherwise is naive. They have to because they understand the litigation that's going to come once the big prize, you know, we, we waste a lot Sorry, of time. You think they're going to try it. to stack the court? You think Biden and the and the Democrats are going to try to add Supreme Court justices? They are, because their their main prize right now is this so-called Voting Rights Act. If yeah. they can push that through and we have a stacked, corrupt court, there's no coming back from that. The republic is, as we know it, is over. So you're an odds guy. I, I want to I want you to just weigh in what. What do you think the likelihood of that outrageous Voting Rights Act is passed? Yeah, thanks for the call. I, I think it's actually really low uh, because I don't believe Joe Manchin or Kirsten Cinema are going to support changing the filibuster rules, which would allow that Voting Rights Act to pass. And I also don't think that the Democrats are going to be able to stack the court. I think that is incredibly low as well. Looking ahead into 2021, to me, the most likely forecast, if you are trying to contemplate what's going to happen, is Democrats lose the House and the Senate. That then forces Joe Biden to run the country much more as a moderate because he doesn't control the House or the Senate anymore. Now, does Joe Biden have the political skills that Bill Clinton did in 1994 and that Barack Obama did in 2010 to rebuild himself into a possibility of re-election in 2024. I don't think that he does. I think Biden is going to be an empty suit, and I believe that the Republicans are going to roll. But we don't know what's going to happen. Nobody saw COVID happening. Without COVID, Trump wins 2020 in a landslide beyond the shadow of a doubt. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. Hey, 
there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. He was called Mal Evans. He was on roadie. And uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane. And he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Salt and pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.